0: This episode is brought to you by Hover. Go to hover.com and use the promo code BRECKEN for 10% off your domain name registrations.
1: Games, video games, video games, video games, video games, video games. Video games, video
2: games.
0: So, Chris, yeah. how have you been?
1: Pretty good. I
2: don't know if you're getting at anything in particular.
0: About the video games you've been playing? Um, I don't know if when you ask me that
2: question, it's with an implication
0: attached. It is. Oh, well. Just implying that we all made resolutions and yeah. that I made them here in front of you. And yeah. that was a commitment that I found to be um, really worth taking seriously. Yeah? Yeah. Maybe we should record this podcast. We'll see what happens it's what is it it's january 8th
2: 2014 this is idle thumbs 131
3: wow Wow. one hundred (laughs)
2: forty nine (laughs) Nine off sorry this is idle thumbs 140 let's just say that
0: what it is i'm chris remo i'm jake rodkin and i'm sean vanneman and uh i don't remember i those. really hope you were time travel chris oh my god what if the door opened right now and chris from idle thumbs <laughs> 140 walked in and you're like you oh, jump out the window back of your time machine yeah. god we should, what could we spoil for chris it's happened um if you, you're if you're if your podcast 131 chris what's happened between 131
3: and 140 oh my gosh um I'll tell you this, you've completed a hundred consecutive Spelunky Daily Challenges. <laughs> um That was that was that was your high point. That's about it. That's all sure. <laughs>
0: Let's go with that. Yeah <laughs> That was your personal high point, I think. Yeah probably probably. Uh what else?
3: Um We made some New Year's resolutions, one of which uh <laughs> was that you would Yeah. Yeah. You would complete at least 200 daily challenges.
0: <laughs> and give Jake and I back rubs at all times. Mm, interesting. Too. You do weird stuff interesting in the future. Too. Results, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, you're very gracious in the future. Huh, okay. Generous. Sure. With your time mm-hmm. and fingers. Okay. Amen. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah? We're just, we are nothing but, uh, but honest. Re- we're just reporting Also, facts. you're going to
3: die in three <laughs> weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but then how did I come in the door? And He's not here yet. That's true. <laughs> Hopefully not going to be. Now that I've altered the timeline by giving you that information, now you're going to come busting in here. Right,
2: because I've saved myself. Right.
3: And be like, oh, <laughs> thank you for doing that. And then you, <laughs> with a bionic arm, <laughs> he's altered the timeline so yeah. much. Boston Dynamics logo
0: on yeah. the arm.
2: That's the actual – that's like the event yeah. that triggers everything. Us. Jake has inadvertently <laughs> the caused The event is that his you from the past has somehow ended up fear. in this office. Well, that's the like, – the, You, you know, sharing the light. That's like the Rube to, yeah. Goldberg catalyst that eventually creates the, fu- J- the future that you, Jake Rodkin, are most terrified of. Right. But you're the one who caused the, like, ripple in the timeline. At least I'm getting into back motion. rubs
3: from your fucking bionic arm, which, <laughs> by the way, gives great back rubs. Weird. Good. You, you downloaded that app. To my arm? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Your arm has the Boston Dynamics app store. It's like Google Play <laughs> yeah. store. Yeah. It actually
0: but. just has one of those like Fitbit wearable wristlets,
3: <laughs> and that has the it app tracks on it. how many
0: times,
2: how many rubs I've rubbed on Jake's back. Yeah, you've gamified your rubs.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, it tracks them by person. Did you see Razors making one of those? A, a back, back rubber, rubber? arm? <laughs> <Our hand. laughs> Go back one notch further. <laughs> a back. Oh, rubber? a time machine.
3: It's somewhere in between time machine and back rubber. Spelunky Daily Challenge. Uh it's also a risk. Oh a New detracts. Year's resolution. <laughs> Razor's making a New Year's resolution. They're making they're <laughs> making a Fitbit competitor that tracks how often Chris completes the Spelunky Daily Challenge. It doesn't not do that.
0: <laughs> but it does it is they are making a Fitbit competitor. Which I think the that company is crazy. They just make everything, right? Yeah, so I've been paying attention to CES yeah. for some reason. I'll tell you exactly the I have reason. Not. The reason I am, I'll I tell mean, you you don't know exactly why. I do. Want to know that? It's such a weirdly specific non-choice of a reason. That's fine. We have the status board up in the office? Yeah. Okay. The status board comes with a default widget
1: for readers at home, is, the status
0: uh, board is yeah. an app that runs on our TV that just tracks. It has like a really like... Sort of simple, whatever we want. Whatever we want. It has like our like local bus times on it. Eventually, have like our bug count and stuff like this on it. Whatever. It has out
3: of thumbs downloads.
0: Out of thumbs downloads. Twitter feed. Um, what? Clock. Whatever. Shows the
3: weather. Anyway.
0: <laughs> but it also has a blog roll that is just pre-chosen by, I suppose, Panic. And the two that always keep popping up, the three that pop up are the New York Times, Daring Fireball and The Verge and The Verge is big in a CES right sure so I just kind of glance over to my right and I just can't help but see that blog roll that's like yeah, yeah. and then sometimes I see some, a headline and I'm like what the fuck is that shit and then I have to go look for it yeah like uh, Razor's Project Veronica no that's Red right, is evil Project <laughs> Natalia Project they have a Christine Come, or something Christine <laughs> that's it yeah so Razor just makes their computer like PC controllers, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, but they also make a gaming laptop now that I didn't know about. They uh-huh. made this incredibly expensive oh, and powerful right. gaming tablet. Yeah, that you can play Crisis on. Weird, but they are making a computer that is com- a, com- a completely hot swappable machine from like the CPU the to components? the GPU oh, to wow. everything. So you basically have this. I don't know. Seemingly well designed core tree, yeah. which I guess is just the motherboard, and then every other component... Like I
3: think the motherboard sits at the bottom, and then just all basically the places you would plug something into the motherboard has been extended up through what is sort of like just the open frame of, yeah, a, of right. a tower. It looks so almost you, like a I rack.
2: remember when a computer came out, a computer case came out a while back, where you could that you could do that with the hard drives. It was like really yeah. cleanly made, so you could just. This is everything. But everything, yeah, CPU, that's crazy. RAM, that's amazing. CPU, the whole thing. Yeah,
3: yeah, so yeah. every. I don't
0: think they're actually making it. It seems like their sort of like mo a, is to sort of put these things kind of like out a to,
2: concept car, yeah. Thing, yeah. but yeah. they
0: did that with the their gaming tablet, and then people were like, "I want that. It's the coolest thing." And then they made it. Yeah, and so that thing's a, a really modular viable. PC
3: seems like a thing that looks cool, but who like you'd have who to be really into yeah, exactly. upgrading. Well, that yeah, I always
2: wonder about that about companies like Razer because I'm at this point like. Uh, You know, it's... Essentially, for all intents and purposes, I basically just play games on the PC. Like, that's just basically where I play games. Mm -hmm. So, So, you know, I'm pretty... I'm deep into that. And, like... But when I think about all of the crazy esoteric shit that companies like Razer put out, I'm like, well, I mean, I guess a lot of that stuff's cool, but like I'm never I'm never mm-hmm. gonna spend money on any of it. So I'm that like, a cool. Razor headset, it's really good. I'm sure I'm sure it yeah, is, yeah. right? I know. It's not that I'm like they think they're what's bad or whatever, but like mm-hmm. when I think about how all how like fully attuned I am to sort of the PC side of things and then mm-hmm. I think like I'm not even in it deep enough to, to be into that. Like right. it's crazy to think about who You know, like, they're really dealing with, like, a specialist audience for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're probably... And the crossover of like people who subscribe still to PC Gamer or go to the blog right, every sure. day are probably yeah, yeah, yeah. in that same because yeah. they're seeing equipment reviews, they're seeing ads mm-hmm. those yeah. sorts of things. Like if you remember being a kid and getting yeah. a PC Gamer, oh, no, totally, for how sure. how fucking well, locked that's, I mean, in you were to like what was like the 10, latest graphics I, I couldn't the, afford to buy right, that shit. Right, like, yeah, but you knew
3: what the hottest yeah, graphics yeah, 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 card was. When you were in yeah. college and like when you were working at Shack News, like that was around the era for me that like I didn't, I still was not in it enough to want an Alienware but like Alienware was the thing in that at that time sort of No, that's
2: true back then I was more aware of what you the actually had an Alienware laptop you?
3: you still have uh, it
2: I did I still have it I don't I don't use it often really at all but yeah
3: I you liked one. it I remember
2: I did I liked it for a while and then I just my life changed such that I really had no use for it
0: <laughs> I mean seriously like it was oh Alienware laptop you seem like such a distant memory now <laughs> my life is so much different than it was well I just <laughs> realized like I don't
2: really care about playing games on a laptop God. I really
0: don't except for Spelunky if you wrote your entire oh you motherfucker <laughs> You just slid. The, I was already like, I was out of the gates, yeah. out of the, on a different. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Please. No, it's fuck it. What? It wasn't going to be good. I was no. talking about your hypothetical memoirs. All right. I was about to, at least. Yeah. You'll never know what they were going to be about. There's a lot of hypothetical You from talk the talk other future. My past and future <laughs> yeah, you from the distant future, when you <laughs> yeah. stop your own death from three weeks, is able to write his own memoirs. Yeah. But chapters each section of the book based on hardware that you owned. Mm hmm. That's what I was going to say. Sure. Not the future right. part of you, but.
2: Okay, I'll keep that in mind when, for when I write that.
3: Does anyone have anything to say about Steam Machine SteamOS stuff? It doesn't seem like there was a. Ton. You and I got chippy I'm about it little... today, and then you went and read <laughs> interviews. Well, it was interesting that I none was of not the,
2: that excited. About none that of the stuff, stuff that
3: was announced was anything that appealed to me personally. Yeah, same here. Um, but then I went and read um, on the Verge. There was an interview with Gabe Newell, and he specifically actually talked about that as one of the questions where he said, "Right here, it's like." $500 to, like, the crazy... They have, like, $2,000. There's stuff that's, like, $4,000, 5000 6000 like luxury. it's, like, yeah, like, Falcon Northwest. Yeah. Northwest but yeah. and he yeah. said, I imagine that a future sort of wave of this stuff is going to include really tiny boxes that are literally just streaming. But that's okay, not yeah. what we've got here.
2: Well, that's the stuff. That's the one that I want. I yeah. mean, at least they're planning on it. Yeah. Because that's right. the one that I care about. Well, it
0: also feels like... I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but for me, it feels like Valve is trying to establish a paradigm, and then just let people make shit with it. Right. Yeah. The first and
3: that's, stuff that's out is is way closer to the center than I was expecting. I was sort right, of expecting right. like Roku or someone who works in that space would be like, you know what? This is really interesting to us, and so we're just going to address the streaming standard and have Bluetooth to pair the controller, yeah. and that's it. But I no, wonder, one, no one's in but does that. It doesn't feel like I, wonder, that that the reason, partly, no, we're I
2: wonder if the reason that is not front and center yet is because – the streaming stuff just hasn't really been integrated yet on the software right. side fully.
3: I read in the the um in the interview that I read it sounded like it's based on a a known like standard spec for streaming stuff so mm. I think that people could hypothetically okay, sure. support it. Uh-huh. But um I don't
2: mean I don't mean that it would be like technically infeasible I just mean Valve may not be ready yet to roll
3: out the right. messaging. The person who like, will know about this the most is Will Smith who's on next week oh, cool. uh, at okay. frontestd.com yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. so we're gonna—he's—he's um, he's at CES right now, and we're gonna harass him a bunch next week r- about this. Real stuff. quick,
2: I'm just gonna quickly explain the streaming thing because I, I just know from experience that every time this has ever come up, oh, right. it's like people never know what we're talking about. Oh, right, I've had this in life as well, just talking to people at work. Right. right. So the streaming thing is that on SteamOS, I think not right this second, but like a core feature planned for SteamOS is that you will be able to um, play—you know—to have a game installed on, for example, your Windows. PC that you already own in your house, and that computer will be able to do, uh, render the graphics, do all the game logic, and then encode that, transcode it into a video format that can be streamed at very low latency across your, your, uh, your local LAN. area network yeah. to your Steam Machine box, which could, as we're talking about theoretically, just be a like dirt cheap machine that just receives the, the uh, video signal and sends your controller yeah. input back to your computer. so like Bluetooth
0: could, and HDMI
2: out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you can just play the game remotely from within your house. And like it's going over a local area network, but it's not going over the internet. So you're not dealing with that high right. latency.
3: The expectation is that with 802.11G or N, it would be fast enough that you could have an HD stream with such little latency that if you were playing like Assassin's Creed or something like that, you wouldn't yeah. notice the difference.
0: Or even like CSGO, like a competitive yeah. shooter. I yeah. imagine... I can't yeah. imagine anybody playing competitively that way or choosing well, to. Yeah, but that yeah, wouldn't but be what it's point. for. Yeah. You're doing it for exactly. your, to
2: be in your big TV on your couch. But, yep. like, the for people who are looking to the Steam box as a way to, like, just have a zero hassle entry into PC gaming, that's probably not the thing they want because they need an actual right, machine. That's, yeah, like which, is play, is, which is what the CES play, the right, focus right. on that. Yeah. But for me, where I already maintain You want to like extend your gaming Steam computer, ecosystem in your house. Yeah, I just want yeah. to be able to stick it in another room yeah. without needing to have another machine yeah. that does everything that's and is awesome. not big, right? Yeah. Like I, yeah. a tiny little thing that can just replicate my gaming computer. Like that just seems awesome to me. That seems like the ideal situation.
0: I, I mean, I'm actually... It's not hard for me to imagine being excited about the $500 Steam machine. It's not hard for me me to imagine either. It's it's totally not. I I mean, I don't need it, but if I didn't have the PC that I have, because I've only had the PC that I've had for like three years, two and a half years, and Uh between leaving home at 17 and two and a half years ago, I didn't have a PC, Right. but I could quickly do the math of 500 bucks, no extra shit, no like, got to buy the monitor, got to buy all this other crap, got to set up my office. Um, and then the money I would save being yeah, a totally. PC gamer versus a $60 yeah, console gamer. is sure like, that. oh, man. Like, yeah. It would be very
3: yeah. enticing. No, no. I,
2: I can totally imagine yeah. that.
3: Yeah, If you're a person who plays. Even
0: at $1,000, it's probably. Yeah. What would that be after like uh, how many games? After eight games, you're pretty much. No, no, no. I guess 10 games. You'd be back in the
3: Xbox yeah, One. Like you price. two years ago had a laptop and an iPhone. And if you could get into Steam gaming right now for a grand that you plug into your TV, even less than yeah, yeah. you would have, you would probably consider that more than buy- yeah. I mean, oh, I, I
0: think I spent like twelve hundred bucks putting my PC together, yeah. and I you know it was fun to build though. I wouldn't have I wouldn't yeah. deprive myself of that. Like you could also it. build your own SteamOS box. Oh my god! Wow, <laughs> my
1: god! Yeah.
0: I, know, anyway, same smart. That stuff, I also, mean, not co- know, Valve that- is shouldering none of the hardware investment risk on this, other than the controller. Yeah,
2: I kind of wish that they were, because I like the one that they put together more than any of the other ones.
0: Do you... That's, that's interesting.
2: Do you like it just because of an industrial design standpoint? Yeah, it just oh, looks, you just like the box? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that drives me crazy about the, like, sort of well, what's the with Android PC too? space. Uh, yeah, sure, exactly. Like, the... All those bo- – like they're, the Alienware one is the one that's the closest to being tasteful, I guess, except that there's a big fucking What's chunk it's kind of take, taken like, out of the corner yeah. with like a big glowy thing he on it. He like, means the
3: Steam boxes, the Steam machines. I mean the Steam, the steam boxes.
2: Uh, yeah, Alienware oh, 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 Alienware oh. desktop PCs are like I thought hilarious. the
0: iBuyPower one but, looked fine. No, it was like plain and white maybe, and it has okay, a Steam okay, logo Okay, maybe that on top. one was fine it too. good. But like – I, I don't probably know. paint I, it actually.
2: I just want the one – I basically just want one that is just a fucking black box, like the one that Valve sent to everyone. Like we have one in the Double Fine office. Like I – that's the one that i think should be the one that is the default thing because it's just the re- one of the reasons i like pc gaming is because a computer doesn't look like someone's fucking brand i like that it's just a nondescript black box that is clean you know or it can you, be you
0: have that orange it, liquid cooling tubing right yeah mine has yeah. Uh,
2: leds and right and like ground effects yeah it has like an orc that comes out of the top Wow. his eyes. I haven't up seen it since you added the, you, uh-huh. the yeah
0: yeah,
3: yeah. Man, uh-huh. the orc. that only shows up when you have the turbo button pressed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, if he came out of the computer, is that what you mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? Do you mean this from like it comes out of the computer like a pinball machine? Orc would or the way it would in one of those ads I mean, where the, a hatchet comes I out mean, of your the li- screen? The because liquid the game is machine so
3: actually a valve opens that drips a few drops onto some liquid nitrogen tablets so that smoke uh, <laughs> welcomes the orc as he enters Chris's room wow or he just pops up like a pinball machine orc okay I was it's fine too I just haven't seen it so Mm -hmm. none of those things happen yeah no actually
2: what happens when you turn on my computer is it like does that weird chemical reaction where the tentacles like come out of a table (laughs) maybe Have you guys seen that shit? Fuck, I forget what it's
0: or called. Or basically, yeah, it's gross. It yeah, looks like a lava snake gross. basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's it's got to be a kind of a pain to, to mess to clean up, right? Um, you know yeah. your PC getting like flaky. You only have to
2: do it pow. once every time you reboot and I don't I only reboot every few months, so it's usually Okay.
1: Yeah,
3: it's not that
2: big yeah. a deal. Okay. Yeah. My com- anyway, my computer is pretty cool. But I you're looking for a
3: change in imagine. theme. But you'd like something yeah, less. You would I like something like less little, branded. A little, a little, little, a little more understated. Less
0: <laughs> Something that perhaps. wouldn't draw a uh, an a, a curious eye in the living room. Uh huh. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And your boudoir. I mean,
2: who cares? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My own room. Yeah, just you
0: want fucking, people to look over and be impressed. Oh yeah, by I, want, the I want
2: them to be very impressed. Yeah, and they are. I'm sure. I think that's what the look on their face usually is. It could be mistaken for horror, but yeah. But I think they're just astonished.
3: Horror, <laughs> disgust, uh, dismissal. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, no, I, I'm very comfortable. You've really that's good. You, yeah. you spend a lot of time mm-hmm. thinking about your guests' reaction to your your well. Own, it's the
2: most important thing, right? You can all have one first impression. That's true. That's you got to really make true. it count. You got to make it count with an orc and a weird lava snake effect that comes out of your computer. That's my motto in life.
0: Yeah, that seems accurate. Huh? Mm-hmm. Man, I really Let's, wish we would have talked before I built my shitty, just sort of like, I know, I know. Jane. I came over
2: to your house every once in a while and it's like, I don't,
0: yeah, I, what's this guy's uh, deal even? Sometimes I just think you're tired, but it just, it turns out you're just bored by my electronics. Yeah. By their, their, their casings.
2: hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, Idle Thumbs has been canceled forever. Uh, <laughs> podcast is over forever always.
0: oh don't worry chris From episode 131 we bring the podcast <laughs> back for 140
2: oh good 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 that's really yeah yeah um anyway let's stop this okay um i played a video game sean
0: don't lie to me man I Well, can't. hold on hold on <laughs> we don't know if it's here i know but the way he looked at me was implying that it wasn't and this is probably like an amazing bait and switch well, I did play Spelunky. I'm I know. Not gonna, I I'm not watched beat your. I, I ended up watching expect. your stream later. I didn't. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, thank you. On well, the one that I guest starred on. Very off. sweet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Accidentally. Oh yeah, right. That was that was amazing. What can sure. I tell you? What actually happened on that? Yeah, yeah, please. Okay, so yeah, what is this? I was sitting at my computer because that's just what you do. Mm. And your boring computer. Oh, well, I was actually going through my li- my Steam friends list looking for somebody to play Daisy with me because uh-huh. I wanted to play and I don't like to play. I, I think I do like to play along, but we'll get to that later. Um, and I see Chris; it just sort of says says Chris is playing Splunky, so I just send him an, a quick message like, "Hey man, what's that game?" And then you know, just sort of like, uh-huh, "I'm just gonna give him crapber playing Splunky," and then I do that for a little bit, and then I quit. And then I get a message that just says, "Oh man, that was a, that was really really great." Uh, Steam chat trolling of Chris's live stream. Wait, who sent you the message Is some person? A reader. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I went, huh! and then I started. <laughs> and then I was like... Then in earnest. Yeah, were, and yeah. then in earnest I went, oh my, God, that was my time to shine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was basically
2: nonstop for the duration of the stream.
0: Yeah, going back and watching it was actually really pleasing to me. <laughs> it really brought me a lot of joy to see your reactions to my IMs. Yeah. 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 It was really, really... So light. you weren't watching the stream when you were sending it Never, never. Just, no, I was just just shooting them out into the ether which has actually made it more fun <clears throat> yeah no yeah. I agree That's as opposed good. to commenting on things yeah, yeah. good but uh because I gotta unwrap that like a gift later mm-hmm. and then
3: you were able to see when he was done playing Spelunky so you knew the stream was over Or did you well it was
0: nice that? because I said I think my parting words were just like watch out for spikes and then about like 90 seconds later It was like Chris is offline And I was like <laughs> 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 And I kind of Just crossed my fingers yeah. And hoped that That's what happened. I don't, I don't happened.
2: think it was spikes
0: I, remem- I, I, I remember Because I guessed it I said How did you die Spikes Comma Or was or a, it bees, bees. And that you're like You
2: son of a bitch it was a bee And I was like Yes <laughs> Yes That was a remarkable guess Like bees are such an Like you don't even see bees Every game Bees are frightening to me I don't like the bees Oh no they're terrifying They're yeah, like yeah. my least favorite thing in the game. I mean that's why I'm why I glad they're it. in it But they're when you're dealing with them. They're, at the your, they're
0: your least. Yeah. Yeah. They're most. You're a formidable foe. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The bee. The honeybee. Yeah, they're more like wasps. They're basically wasps. Yeah. Totally yeah. wasps. I think it would be uh, not fair to the bee. Mm-hmm. The apius community. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you played another video game. I did. That I, was not in a cave. I played Nuclear Throne uh-huh. by Vlambeer.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah. This was a game that my buddy Seth uh, just sort of messaged me about like, so i had just done the Splunky daily challenge on like maybe sunday what is it today tuesday i yeah, think this must this was probably sunday <laughs> i mean yes you're right it doesn't actually matter i'm just thinking in my brain right um and uh and i i had like he was like hey man have you seen that game have you played this game nuclear throne and basically within 10 seconds of him saying that like sean's voice like echoed in my <laughs> mind and like 10, within ten seconds, I was downloading it, downloading it on Steam, See? and uh, and I, I just um, it took two seconds because it's not a very big file, you know, download. Mm. And uh, I loaded it up and started playing it. It's like a small game, then. Uh, well, mm. I mean, in asset size, yeah, it is. Mm. Um, so this game is basically small. It's a, <laughs> like a baby. It's essentially a. It feels like a cross between The Binding of Isaac and Hotline Miami. Like what? Yeah, um, I I didn't know anything about it.
0: How are you still not playing it right now? Like, how are you here with us? I played it a bunch. Yeah, I, mean, I played a bunch of it.
2: Um, it's it's a top down game where like like both of those games you you around and then point with the mouse mm-hmm. and you shoot in any in any direction. Um, I mean, um, it's not four directional like finding right, but it's, like, it's, it's got the sort
3: degrees. of dual stick esque like. Uh, yeah, but it feels it's different. Like you know, Robotron. Like, like Robotron. Yeah. yeah,
2: it's like Robotron or something. Um, oh, geez, I mean. Geez. Hollow Miami. Miami. works that way, right? That
0: Because that's the closest yeah. uh, thing that I can yeah, think of. Yeah, but it. I mean, like, something like, Spel- I mean, it's like, Jesus, you motherfucker. You son of a bitch. I just said Spelunky. <laughs> every game something, is Spelunky. Every game is a Spelunky variant. Um, <laughs> your tweets about that were really good, by the way. Um, every game, well, like, Binding of Isaac yeah. has, like, cont- you're kind of continuously shooting, like, right. you know, like you're just right, right. in a spray, always <laughs> yeah. in like 360 yeah, yeah, yeah. around you. Uh-huh. Whereas you don't do that in Hotline Miami. You're sort right. of like Well, in this late. game,
2: you have to be, yeah, this game is is also, and even in that respect, a little bit in between in that you just, you simply do not have the ammo. You, ammo, ammo is important. It's scarce. Okay. Um, it's not it is like kind of in Hotline Miami, survival horror, horror not, scarce, not, yeah. but yeah, it is. Um, you have to be careful. You There's can't just some fire management the as a component. It's definitely, it's definitely a big component. Um, So this is a game where you, it's, it's very low res graphic, you know, deliberately low res graphics. Um, you run around a uh, levels that I guess are randomly generated, but that do- doesn't feel like Spelunky in that respect. You know, it's not as like interestingly random. It's more just like tile sets that are, you know, slightly different layouts. Um, and you run around and uh, you it's you dodge a lot of enemy projectiles. So it, it you know in that way it, it's it's similar to Binding of Isaac. Um, you are constantly Need to be just aware of what's going on, 360 degrees around you, and there's mm-hmm. projectiles fo- flying at you, and you have relatively low health. It's not one hit death at all, but you know you don't have tons of health, mm-hmm. um, and there's tons of weapons to find, mm-hmm. and there's like eight different characters or whatever, and they like, all have different special abilities. The one that I have ended up landing on is the robot who kind of looks like a vacuum cleaner, and he's able to like eat w- weapons. If you pick up a weapon and you d- you don't really need it, what is the, eat what it is, and it gives you ammo. So, what is the aesthetic of this game? um like low res um like pixelated sort of early computer game kind of stuff okay. um like it's uh that's the aesthetic is a big part of it for sure like the game is constantly vibrating and stuff you know uh when projectiles hit things and like the soundtrack is very abrasive it's a really cool um, the, it's early access on Steam right now so it's not done yet so I wouldn't be surprised if they added more music because the music is very limited right now but what's there has a really cool like bombastic kind of DIY rock kind of style. Okay. Um, it's re- it, I like it a lot um, and the game feels very in your face very abrasive and it reminds me I don't know if it's necessarily like my favorite game in the world, right? Like if, if I'm going to play Spelunky. Yeah, I mean Spelunky obviously is. um, Like it it's more of a fun diversion than something I could imagine like getting into on a constant level. Because you were really into the
0: Binding of I time. was.
2: I was. I don't see myself getting into this game to that same. Not degree. in the hundred hour. Yeah. yeah. Not, not, I, I s- would
0: say, for what it's worth, aesthetically, this kind of looks like a Super NES game to me. Mm-hmm. I would say, as oh, opposed sure. to like early. Computer. Okay. Yeah. That's that's yeah. that's fine. That's yeah, It has I'll, sort I'll of that. like a sixteen-bit mm-hmm. pixel sure. graphics. They're yeah. Nice, yeah. So it looks really good.
2: Um, and uh, I'm looking at images, readers. So, I, I. Yeah. yeah. Um, And one of the things that I like about it – so actually, I mean I suppose sort of paradoxically, the thing I just said is like I couldn't see myself getting into this to the degree that I got into Binding of Isaac. But it's kind of what I like about it. And it's also a thing I kind of like about Vlambeer in general, the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, like they, they did ridiculous fishing, right? They did. They made ridiculous fishing. I they made Super Crate Box. Like Luft, Super Crate Box. Um, They they made a bunch of stuff. And I one of the things I really like about them is that they feel to me – Like a band, like they—it's two guys, and they feel to me like like a like a music act. Where sometimes, like ridiculous fishing, feels like that was a sort of long-term project that got a lot of polish and was like this big focus that you know they intended to be. I presumably that game, like they wanted it to do pretty well, and I think it did. Um, Where you play something like this, and it feels like they just wanted to do something fucking dirty, you know? Like they just wanted to like they had some cool ideas. And they had an aesthetic they wanted to do and they had some like music in mind and they're just like, let's just fucking make a, like a brash thing. And and when you play it, it feels like that. It's a, I love – like software I think by its nature is um, not – it does not tend towards that. You know, like because often things that are like – music can be that way very easily. You know, mm-hmm. like a um, – I don't know, a band like Pavement or something, right? Like that's – you can have it be fucking dirty and, and brash and like that doesn't detract from it. But in a game, you have to work a lot harder to achieve that and like mm-hmm. otherwise it just feels shitty mm-hmm. and buggy and bad. Um, Vlambeer seems like they've worked together enough and they've done en- enough things of this vein that they seem to be able to pretty easily make stuff that feels rough around the edges in like the properly appealing ways. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel about about this game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a reminder that so, like, there's so much focus in game design on feedback, like uh, audiovisual feedback. When you do things, the game responds in such a way that, like, inf- that um, signifies the thing you did and, like, hopefully gives you some kind of interesting information based on it. But you can also have feedback that just exists of sort of be crazy. Like, did you guys ever play um, FlyWrench? By yeah, Mark Esman, yeah. the guy who yeah, the guy who made um, Nidhog. Mm-hmm. That game is fucking nuts. Like it's not random at all. But the relationship between player input and feedback is so fucking bananas and like extreme. You know, like you it's that's a game in which you sort of just control this crazy flapping spacecraft around a maze, basically. And like when you flap your wings, like the response is
3: even though it doesn't have like you can flap, but then also you can send it. You into can a spin. roll, yeah, yeah, exactly,
2: and like glide and stuff. But the the like output is such a huge multiplier from the input. Like a little bit of flapping causes your guy to just be to fucking freak out and like flit around. And it's a really interesting way to take a very basic principle of game design and and have it like create a very unsettling reaction. And, and uh, I think that's an interesting thing about Nuclear Throne that I um, – because it's like the, it's the opposite of something like Spelunky, for example, where everything is very precisely tuned and things might be surprising if you've never seen them before. But like responses are all proportional, you know. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I like that yeah. in, in, in Nuclear Throne and I think several of Lambert games. In fact, shit is just kind of a little bit more erratic.
0: It's not like to a new player, though. I will say, God, I'm engaging you in Spelunky talk <laughs> <laughs> when like that shopkeeper gets clipped. Yeah. And just goes... Oh, sure. ...ape shit. It's
3: so much more... I'd, but there is a predictability to it once you know what it is right right once yeah. you know what it is sure like he, does the, he jumps around like the streamer, exact same way like, and goes yeah. crazy and the same the way but, but that's right. also it's like, always that first time that's like which it, I think is sort of
0: magical but
2: that's it. It. it is it is like fantastic but also that's an in-game irrational yeah. response like an in-fiction
1: yeah irrational yeah, 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 yeah. response as
2: opposed to it's like it's constructed in contrast to the other things that are also it's not like when that happens the screen starts flashing and like it yells I'm angry now you
3: know what if it did though
0: god I hope Derek you listen to this podcast and it's working on Director's cut.
3: <laughs> I'm, I like, I'm angry now.
2: <laughs> the feedback the game itself is giving you is not disproportionate. That's all I'm saying. You know, even if the fictional response you might think is surprising. Yep. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if that
0: makes no, sense. No, no. Like, I, I never, I didn't actually hear anything you said past. I'm <laughs> I'm sorry. It was just like that guy's like, like. So and it, and it, that, it's like it's Halloween. It's Rat's Here's brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's so
2: scary. Yeah. Um, so I I don't know like. Nuclear Throne is not even necessarily at all the most extreme example of this. Not even close. I would say even, you know, I, I would say something like Hotline Miami is more deliberately alienating, and something like Fly Wrench is is way more mm-hmm. deliberately erratic. But I but I haven't played a game like this in a in a little while, mm. and it's it's a it's an interesting um, mix of something that is by its nature very precise because you have to constantly be dodging tons of projectiles flying at you and like. Mm -hmm. conserving your – not wasting shots, which means being very accurate with Mm -hmm. your own uh, fire. Um, But then also the screen is always just kind of shaking a little bit Mm -hmm. more than you'd expect and like it's loud and like you get knocked back sometimes. And like just – like shit explodes and the further you get into the game, the more ridiculous enemies become. Like you'll be in a dark environment – and there are frogs you shoot at that explode in these crazy chain reactions, and it just—you know—the whole thing feels like increasingly apocalyptic, which mm-hmm. makes sense given the theme of like a nuclear wasteland. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I don't even really know. Yeah. Um, like, given you, that the word nuclear when, is in the title of, the yeah, game. yeah. Well, when you yeah. die, it says you did not reach the nuclear throne, which is a really good, like, for a game that has no exposition. I really like that. It's yeah. just a crazy. It sets a good up enough. No- yeah. Oh, there is a nuclear throne. After exactly. All.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm headed towards it. Okay, okay. Also, when you start the I game, I think up, you would only know your goal of the game upon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's
2: really good. <laughs> also, when you start the game, it does the hilarious, like what I think of as very old school thing of um, the logo of the game just comes up on top of your Windows desktop as a transparent, like an right. alpha channel, like transparent image where it's just the logo just on top of whatever's on right. your computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what loads until the game pops up. Yeah. Instead of being a full screen splash. Because mm-hmm.
3: well, that used to be like the super impressive way to launch your Windows game. Before- exactly. Yeah. Windows just had before alpha taste channels. Happened
2: well. Also, yeah, that. Yeah,
3: but, also uh, before taste. Before two <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah, but, but yeah.
2: Uh, but I like it in the context of this game because the logo looks like fucking garbage pail kids or something. You know, like it's it's that gross '80s nu- idea of a nuclear right. like fallout situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so You
3: enjoyed hitting enter on that and then just pff, nuclear throne just shitting itself yeah, on yeah, your computer exactly.
2: Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's cool. I, I I like it. I'm glad I played it, and I do really like those. I like that those guys just go from style to style to style like genre to genre like scope of game to scope of game all different um i really respect it it's like it reminds me much more of like a pair of of like how musicians tend to operate than how game developers do you Mm -hmm. know or at least some kinds of musicians obviously that's not true for everyone but um it's something i i really appreciate and when you it feels like across their body of work Mm -hmm. you just get this sense that like these guys just have a really good rapport and like are just like trying different shit. Um, And it's cool. Um, So part of what I appreciate about the game is like in the context Mm -hmm. of their portfolio. Yeah. You know, but I, but I also really enjoyed playing it. I'm sure I'll play more. Cool. So how about that, Sean? How about that? Well done. Thank you. Really, really,
0: really. I did that for you really
3: happy about it yeah
0: I mean not mm-hmm. that you did it I'm I'm happy that you did it for the readers
3: <laughs> I'm happy that you did it for yourself yeah oh thanks yeah yeah Yeah. and the readers It's their fine yeah mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't wasn't you did it for Sean's not so relevant yeah <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. did you want to talk about Daisy? you want to talk about Days yeah uh... no you look so you had a thing that you said you wanted to talk about when you were talking about wanting to play alone and I thought maybe uh... there was a thing in there
0: yeah, I think I do want to play alone, but I'm a. F- so, the I think I kind of told both of you guys this, but the other night, um, and I'm going to continue to play with this one group, but I got into a group. Uh, it was uh, so you're, you're a cool guy now, in Daisy. I felt pretty cool. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try to dance around that. I felt pretty goddamn cool. But uh, a reader was like, "Hey, you want to play Daisy?" Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Bear Space Patrol was his name, maybe Bear Patrol. Anyway. Um, I
3: can't remember. Everybody's got funny names. Was the
2: space a word or the character on Breaking Space? Space was a word.
3: Bear ampersand NBSP semicolon <laughs> patrol. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> anyway, and then so is uh. whenever you get into a group in DayZ, especially when you're rolling a new character, it's always really fun because you spend the first half an hour figuring out where you are. So it's just running into towns and looking for signs that are written in Cyrillic that make no fucking sense to you, and then alt tabbing to a map and like looking on them, like. A Google map basically of uh, the area and being like where the hell am I I think I'm here and then like testing that hypothesis against well if I'm here then that means there should be a farmhouse mm-hmm. that way so I'll run that way and if I don't find a farmhouse and I'm not there yeah so that's like the first half an hour or an hour and I sure. really like that as especially when you're trying to meet up with somebody it's just this just this there's no nothing in the game telling you to do any of this stuff it's just what you do mm-hmm. because you want it's a means to an end, which is to be next to your friend. Right. And we were on an ingate. We were on like a, well, it's also a Skype call. Basically.
2: It's such a cool thing that it just takes advantage of, um, almost like institutional knowledge or like, that's not the right word, but like, um, just understanding of how to live in that world that you have to just gain by having done it before. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. It's a cool thing in a game. Yeah. I really like it. And then like slowly, but surely there was like four of us on a Skype call yeah and then a friend who i only met a couple times uh from miami when uh, my wife was living out there uh, or teaching out there he was like hey man i want to play I'm, i've been playing that game a little bit let's let's do it I'm like this is the server so then he was out in the world and then it was everybody get to this one location we were three of us and there was four of us and there was five of us and there were six of us and like four people were like just strapped had all sorts of shit and started just giving us like i have a gun now i'm in a gun ever maybe since no i've had a gun a couple times um and then we just started rolling around and i told you guys we encountered other players and it was strange because i ended up seeing the post you put on gaff was like oh we played with sean last night and we like kidnapped a guy and made him drink bleach and then we left him (laughs) And I don't think Sean was very comfortable with this. Right. And I wasn't. <laughs> I was so weird. It was like yeah. they were so nice to me. Yeah. You know. And the guys like, in oh. group? Yeah. Like, oh, we really like the podcast. And like, you know, like, uh-huh. oh, this is really like, – guys, oh, all things. You guys are really sweet. And then we do this horrible fucking thing to this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, He kind of had it coming for what it's worth. Well, like, it was funny. <laughs> sure, we like, sure. handcuffed him and then we were leaving him. Yeah. And he just starts so screaming. thing that happened to you. Yeah. He just starts screaming – there's a motorcycle. Hold on. That's what I said. He starts screaming. Finish it. Oh, finish god. it. Oh my god. <laughs> so somebody went back and just poured, like, force-fed him chemicals. She <laughs> was Jesus. like, "There you go, buddy." Yeah. Uh, Christ. Yeah, but then I think somebody put him out of his misery. He actually, they shot him. Yeah, but yeah. like I was standing there in this gang. Yeah, like we're effectively a gang. There's it's only 50 people also, on the server, and we're a crew. We're a crew of seven. Yeah. So like, it's gonna be hard for yeah. any other crew to like. Yeah statistically we're pretty strong we're what 14 no, percent? no no seven to fifty yeah or i guess we're like yeah. only 14 of every person right, on the right, server right, right. and there's
2: one crew so also as someone who like you know i played the mod two or three times right. and it's and i'm like I'm basically aware of, of in broad strokes the dynamic of this game mm-hmm. but also every time you tell a story about this game like it ha- it ends up sort of boggling the mind on two levels one of which is like the more the sort of moral um like calculus that's going on right. and then on the other level is the fact that it's po- possible in a video game to force a captive other human to drink bleach <laughs> <Like> <laughs> we
0: can that, force people to eat anything that's like <laughs> if, if a thing is like basically like the people who it's property like, driven so if something that, is like, tagged kill, as yeah. food or is possibly or as right. liquid right liquid can be ingested by any yeah. like any liquid in the game can be ingested sure. you can ingest it yourself yeah yeah well, then, also well, the coercion por- involved is no, no, no. This was not coercion. You like basically, if you have some guy, if when somebody, it wasn't coercion. He was handcuffed. Once he's handcuffed, you can be like force him to have this. <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, yeah. that's, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, I should. The
3: handcuffs were the coercion, right? Yeah. But I mean that, that but, like just, he didn't have. That to, makes the idea. He could
0: like so one guy we were like put your hands up. Like guy was like dicking around near us. It was really weird. He was like this sort of looks sketchy. He was wearing a motorcycle helmet, and that was it. And he just I didn't like the look of him, and he was just acting weird. So we roll over there, and we're like, put your hands up. <laughs> Like there's seven of us. We all drawing on. It. Like, hey man, put your hands up. Like what are you doing? Like what are you doing? And he <laughs> runs over to my buddy Randy and just punches him in the face. <laughs> and it was so funny. It was like it was like that scene in Fight Club where Edward Norton punches him in the ear. <laughs> you know, just like, "Oh." <laughs> and then he just got an instantly lit up yeah. by our crew. But like, you know, yeah. Uh, I don't know where I was going with that. The point is, is like we probably just would have handcuffed that guy and let him go. Right. The reason that guy ended up having to drink bleach is because he didn't know the capital of uh, of Kansas. <laughs> Jesus. If you get three state capitals right, you got to leave. And that was me sort of like – so. this Wait, is but happened. you asked them at random. They didn't get to – So you
2: just said, what's the state capital of this, this, and this?
0: We said if you answer a couple questions, you can we'll let you go. Uh-huh. And he's like, okay. <laughs> so funny. The capital of Missouri? What's the state capital of Kansas. Give me a minute. If you're googling this, we're gonna kill you. <laughs> well, we did that with Vermont. I was like, okay, I got another one. Vermont is like, uh, let me think. And He was like, Montpellier. Wrong. It's Montpellier. Nobody would say Montpellier unless they googled it.
3: <laughs> um, you're yeah. drinking bleach now. <laughs> yeah, Jesus but uh, these
0: are. By the way, like, to bring knowledge. This is the. This makes the. Can I tell you why the, we did this sure. internally? I didn't I mean, share this with the group, but it is because we were we were fucking. Jumping these people, yeah, and I was so uncomfortable with hurting them that I was like, "We have, have to out? give them an yeah, out." Yeah, right. Yeah, like and like it was a thing that I knew I could pass. Right, 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 right. right, right. And that's funny
2: because it that wasn't is like, like who is that almost? It almost kind of outwardly makes you seem more sadistic, even though your internal reason is like merciful, you know. Right. But to the person, it's like, "Whoa, that this is a this fucked up." He forces you to <laughs> this. You heard about this fucking guy? He forces you to drink bleach unless you beat him at Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> right, yeah, you just
2: so you can like hang with your bros, and they're not gonna like give you shit about it. But internally, you're just praying that they'll know the answers. Exactly, yeah, exactly. But I does- was like,
0: guys, let's maybe not do this. I've said that a few times. I was like, yeah. Let's
3: maybe not. Let's maybe not. It does yeah. turn you into just a shitty high concept villain.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's bad. Yeah, for sure. Well, What's funny is because there's a difference between the, the out-of-game chat that we're on. We're on a Skype channel or whatever. I think we're using Steam, in, Steam group chat, which is actually really good. I didn't know that was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the in-game where you actually have to, like, hit caps lock or whatever. I have it bound to a mouse key to talk. So in a conversation I'm like guys I don't really know I don't really feel comfortable doing this what is the capital tell me what it is and they, no I think he doesn't know let's just maybe leave him let's just leave him <laughs> what is it <laughs> like it's <was> just like that's <laughs> just crazy schizophrenic right, where you're right. jumping between yeah. end game yeah, yeah yeah yeah. but um it it makes the like sort of
2: cable news demonization of, of gta where like you can kill a prostitute that is like the quaintest fucking thing. like <laughs> yeah. you can kill an npc just like you could kill any other npc you what's in the funny whole game actually and it doesn't was, matter i've been thinking this about this is like the, i
0: fundamentally disagree really yeah i think i do yeah yeah
2: because i didn't i didn't say that in a considered
0: way but no but the way. i've I actually been thinking okay, about all right, okay. that sure. specifically yeah, go, because go, go in gta I actually think it's a power structure thing. Yeah. And even though. Oh, sure. Okay. I already, GTA, see, I already see where we're going. These this. are like. Okay. Yep. The, the developer is putting this fucking mannequin in there for you it's to true. just yeah. perform this. Objective. You
2: are the most powerful actor yeah. in this yeah. world.
0: Yeah. But like. The prostitute in GTA is an object for like, you like, the to prostitute do in GTA too. isn't going to fucking run into the woods. Right. Like, hang out for a few hours, find a fuck, round up a c- crew, right. come and come and fucking you. kill yep. you. Yep. Uh-huh. And that will happen indefinitely. Definitely. DC. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I'm like, eh. Sure. You know like Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would tell like, you know, whoever to you know, yeah. Megan Kelly from Fox News if I was <laughs> <laughs> Look, this is why it's not bad.
3: <laughs> I don't know if that's why it's the not difference a dad, is but... in this game. The guy can come back with a helicopter, <laughs> land on my face, and feed me bleach,
0: <laughs> <laughs> or or See? or meat soaked in bleach. Feel silly for <laughs> or
3: make <laughs> <Come back>. <laughs> <laughs> poison me by stuffing it into my mouth and screaming yeah. at me. You can also you can also force feed people to
0: you can dive overeating. Jesus! So people, it's there's a fucking straight up oh. seven situation. Right. <laughs> so yeah. uh, the killer
3: of seven. Can exist. Could just game. exist in this God. game. God,
0: yeah. because I was drinking water. I learned about this because I was uh. at the well drinking water, and you, it's like probably like seventy-five clicks mm. to get, like, literally clicking the mouse to get full, and finally it's like my stomach feels stuffed. And it's like Whoa, okay, good, cool. stop drinking. And somebody's like, stop drinking. It's like why? Because because you can die. It's like what? And it's like yeah, you can die from just overeating and Whoa. overindulgence. So, the fuck is this game? What is this game? It's good. <laughs> I don't know. So, right before we started recording, I got okay. a message from a reader named Floop or Flupe. I hope it's Flupe because okay. I like the name Lupe a lot. Mm-hmm. So, it, having sure. a different font makes me happy. Yeah, We're going to go with Flupe. Let's do it. About a Daisy story that was just, oh, it was so good to hear about you being interrogated. That was really fucked up. But I was just trapped for half an hour <laughs> in a church in a Mexican standoff. You shouldn't use it. Flupe, please. In a standoff. Yeah. um, I'm just using his language here. Where one of us ended up getting kidnapped because we tried to escape. There was, like, three guys outside, some people inside. They were, like, shooting into the church trying to kill these people. One guy tries to make a run for it, gets kidnapped, and basically, like, torn apart until he tells them how many people are in the church. (laughs) Like, this crazy, like hostage negotiation yeah. slash like Guantanamo Bay shit. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. But like when you're in the middle of these things that are just happening with no rules and just like it's like improv. You don't really know what to do. You know like you always say you build this plan we're like okay what, what what's our protocol if we run into somebody. But it's fucking goes to hell when that guy runs over and starts punching Randy in the face. You know, you're like, there's yeah, no yeah. protocol. <laughs> Shoot him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just a reservoir thought. Yeah. What's there. the capital? For- <laughs> oh, no, it totally was Topeka. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to keep playing the game. If you yeah. guys want to play, we should play. So. I do want to play. But the point is, is, I think I'm having a lot of fun rolling with the crew, but I think I might be a loner at heart mm. a little bit because it's, the stories you experience as a loner are so much broader. I want the you to try and be crazy. like
3: a lone good person. I want you to I exist would lo- yeah. with, you know, just really flappy coats. You can stand on a hill and you're like, <laughs> <just> like
0: <laughs> weird yeah. spaghetti Western music as yeah, you just yeah.
3: with two shotguns over your shoulder and a huge hat right, go just, and just blow away the guy who puts the other guy in handcuffs. Omar from Wire. Same, yeah, that,
0: that, would, that would probably be the pinnacle experience for me. Would be if you witnessing get somebody like fronting on a right. new player and then being able to stop it. Avenging, yeah. That would, be
3: a pretty, yeah just that would be a pretty blow that like, guy a away
0: experience for me. That's never gonna fucking happen.
3: Give him the gun from the guy who was holding him hostage, yeah. hand him three bullets and a piece of bread, and then ride away on your bicycle. <laughs> yeah.
0: There's no bikes in the In the standalone uh, yet,
3: yet. All that shit's coming. Better have a bell.
2: It's a few things. They, the, they implemented force feed bleach. But not bicycles. Right, but I we know where the priorities it's, it's, it's lie so in this game.
3: <laughs> if you had a bicycle <laughs> know, with a I'm bell, just, but were yeah, also sure. the most heroic badass in the world, so you can go and blow <laughs> the guy away. Save <laughs> the guy. that's yeah. go. Peace. <laughs> that just
2: is Omar at that point. Yeah, you just are Omar. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, it's more than fine. Yeah. I'm not. That wasn't bad.
3: It's the best character in DayZ. Yeah, clearly. Omar Vanneman.
0: Hmm.
3: That'd be great. Yeah. 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 Do that. Okay. Thanks.
0: For me. I'll do my best. It's going to be difficult. <laughs> that's pretty hard considering there are people out there with like barrett 50 caliber sniper rifles just laying on hilltops yeah
2: triangulating you from three angles shooting people for fun
0: oh there's some weird stuff in it too it is really casual the thing that is really disconcerting is how casual people do talk about violence yeah we're like we saw some guy getting ripped apart by zombies and we like ran over there and we're like we help him we killed the zombies and he was like on the ground crawling and could still talk but yeah. if once you're basically crawling like you're not you can't heal past that you're fucked like there's no method to heal we can maybe if you like patch somebody up gave them a blood transfusion put with an IV or a saline bag and then just kept them in food and water for eight hours of game time they would eventually heal I don't really know but I assume that's how the system works because that's what I'm I'm trying to heal right now because I got damaged pretty bad yeah I just have to keep eating and drinking and resting basically um which is weird.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is and, um, Like the number of various – like just over the course of the, you know, various stories you've told, the number of like different personal variables you've just casually brought up in different contexts is like baffling.
0: Yeah. But you have these moments that are really – I can only compare them to like actually like hunting growing up. Right. Where like this guy's legs are broken. He's crawling across the ground. It's really fucking weird. You mean like your character? No, no, no. This no, other guy. Okay, I was okay. with two other guys. I was with this guy, this reader whose name I think I remember was Jesse, um, and somebody else. And he's crawling across the ground, and somebody's like, "Oh, he's got so he's got like uh, some good shit in his backpack. He's got some ammo and a, and a hatchet. He's still alive." <sighs> and he's like, "Just get that shit yeah. out of his backpack and like let's go." And I'm like, "Okay." And then it's right. like, "And it like, hold on." Da, 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 da. Yeah, he wasn't gonna. I mean, his legs are broken. He wasn't come back anyway. Yeah, right. Anyway, take his stuff. Let's go. Yeah okay yeah all right good (laughs) this is survival (laughs) (laughs) but uh we, we can we can stop talking about daisy but i want to play this video game with you guys yeah i do too you guys want to take a break yeah oh i
3: love that i'll play daisy
2: video
1: games
3: thanks to hover for sponsoring this week's episode of idle thumbs hover is a domain name registration service that's uh incredibly easy to use we actually use it for our domain names uh at idle thumbs and in life i use yeah
0: we use them for campus santo as well yeah if you've ever registered a domain they're with not hover it's generally not fun (laughs) it's not a very clean process Mm -hmm. sites are usually poorly designed a lot of pop-ups a lot of just sort of like chintzy add-ons always being thrown at your face trying to get you to like Roll up in like yeah. Other we, we were services. actually told about
3: Hover by Doug, our sort of web developer guy, because mm-hmm. it's the clean, not garbagey one. Doug and is a man all who it. knows things. Yeah, about he internet. knows the internet.
0: Yeah, and we all use it, and it's super good, and it's nice to have a sponsor that we use. That's really great, actually. Yeah. And we had some trouble actually with getting um our URL for Campo Santo, and we ended up getting the wrong one, and then we had another issue where like it was like. It was walked. in this weird limbo. It was in a limbo, and they were... I called, and they just picked up the phone. Like, I called the store on the corner, and it was really <laughs> yeah. awesome, and they like got it all sorted to me. I ended up getting a refund on a thing, and it was all instant, and they're super-duper fast and, like, follow up with you. They're, if you're registering domains, use them. They're good. And if you use the promo code BRECKON, B-R-E-C-K-O-N, you can get 10% off, so... You yeah. have no excuse not to use them, except maybe it's you, don't, cool, you, don't, you don't use the internet. It's cool and we're yeah. excited when a
3: domain name registration service sponsors your podcast and be like, oh, oh sick. But like, it's, they're really good. So yeah. thanks, guys, for sponsoring us. Mm-hmm.
0: And if you do use them, go ahead and let us know what you're Let us
3: doing. know what domain names you register. Just write us a <laughs> yeah. questions on idlethumbs.net. Especially
0: net.
2: if they're hilarious idlethumbs gag uh, yeah. domain names. We'll, we'll happily
3: read them off on the air when Hover sponsors our next episode. So yeah. Um, yeah. thanks, Hover, and we'll be right back.
0: And thank you. Jake. Thanks, Jake. Oh,
3: thanks. Video games.
0: When Sean from episode one of, when 141 shows up in the – in the his, he's going to be here in a second. <laughs> 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 I don't know. <laughs> Whatever.
1: All right.
2: You want to do some re-mail? Uh,
0: yeah. yeah. I think I do. I think I'm ready. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. All right. Yeah.
2: Mike writes – Hi, Mike. Up, hey, Mike. Oh, I, Mike. I came up with an idea – Uh, concerning early access games on steam basically your purchase for an early access game would go into an escrow of sorts and as time goes on a percentage of the money you paid for the game would be released from the escrow to the developers if you decide you're not satisfied with the game the balance of the escrow would be refunded however you can also choose to do nothing and when the game was released they would end up with all of the money Uh, i think this is a fair compromise since the game isn't released it's not finished swings in development can make the game unpalatable you might read a review about a particular access early access game that turns out it was a few weeks old right before a patch and now the game is a hot mess is it really my fault for investing in for investing in this game? that not quite what I thought it paid for. What I thought I paid for. What if the studio closes down? The designer gets burned out and quits. What if they switch to a freemium platform? I get it, buyer beware. But do we want to live in a world where the customer is not where the customer isn't right? The customer is a moron for being enthusiastic about something. The customer needs to sack up and get over it. Jake, your business owner. Jake has an answer to this question.
0: The answer is yes. We do want to live in that world, Jake. Is that
2: yeah,
3: right? I think the answer is if you don't want to take the risk of playing a game that is not what you think it is, buy it when it's done with early access because the whole purpose of early access is that by paying for the game early, you are funding the development of the game, at least in part, or assisting in funding its development. So were the money to sit in an escrow account, that would defeat the purpose of the game being released early.
0: Yeah, I kind of agree. And I also...
3: Also, Thank the customer not always right. That saying should just get shot in the fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> what? That sentence ruins America. Fuck it. I hate it. the customer is always right. <laughs> Kevin Smith's greatest accomplishment was the rejoinder: "The customer is always an asshole." <laughs> not saying that you, dear reader, are an asshole. I'm saying I'm saying that you're a customer. <laughs> I just don't I'm saying you're a reader
0: and a customer. No, I. More power to you. If
3: you're buying food in a restaurant I don't agree and you're you serving as so that ve- tastes bad, send it back. I agree if with you in
0: philosophy, but maybe not as vehemently. If you're paying yeah, for yeah, a video same. game I don't that know if is, I feel quite about, but I like the so I, if, I do, about do it. too. I'm enjoying if this. If you're <laughs>
3: buying a video game <laughs> on the internet where the developer is saying, "Thank you, I'm in the process of making this. By paying me money now, you get to experience the game as it's in development."
0: Yeah, I think that, that's I don't see wrong not with that. you
3: purchasing a finished product. or a promise.
0: Yeah, it's it's other than I'm going to keep working on the game.
3: I think it's a situation where as as much as it makes it more complicated customer expectations need to change you can't you can't equate buying an early access game with buying a retail game and you can't try to solve that like inequity by pushing all of the onus back on the developer and just saying the customer should get to play the game early, but the developer shouldn't get any money from it until the game is satisfactory. I don't to think the he's customer. saying
2: any money, but it,
3: yeah, I, sorry, I yeah, it, of depends, I mean, it, astro just, it feels over. It. it
0: feels like an overcomplicated solution to sort of a manufactured problem to me because before there was early access alpha, there were games that were fundamentally different two years after their release, or three or four or five years after the release than what you pay, like. Fucking TF two is thirty bucks or twenty like or yeah. forty bucks or whatever no, it, it was launched at 20, was it thirty bucks or twenty bucks. I thought it was free now. No, TF2 but then it was like oh, oh. then oh. it
3: became free. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. were like years, years where later. It was in the orange box. Then it was twenty bucks on its own and yeah. it was, or whatever else. But um, I mean, people I'm sure asked for refunds, but that's also a, that's. I just feel like like if you say,
0: especially when you start talking about the like the release of funds up against. A release date that is just set by the developer. <laughs> I'm Like, no, there's not going to be some board that's like, right. "Yes, this game is officially out of beta. Right. This is a release build. We will release your." Right funds. at a certain
3: point, the guys. I think it's probably done now. Oh, I was like, it's one point super oh. done. I mean, I'm going to patch this thing, release you know, that S- S- 500 anyway. times. I have, a, I have
0: a perspective that
2: I think is ultimately the outcome is the same. <laughs> God,
0: I was really hoping you were to say correct.
2: No, no, no. So my uh, look in this, I think, is basically the same as your guys, but I think it's like a slightly different rationale. Just having. Um, been on the other end of the Double Fine Kickstarter for the last two years, um, I think the fact that we at Double Fine did not have to deal with something like this is actually the reason the game is turning out well at all. Because there is a period in um, development of Broken Age during which very major decisions were not yet made like there was major sort of forks in the road in the development of that game that were shared with the backers and caused a lot of unease and concern um and had such a system like this been in place i think double fine may have just made the decision we're just not going to share this troubling information we'll just fix it ourselves which we did right i mean like problem got solved it's fine but like with with Without the knowledge that like this funding was basically funded with there, yeah, that you know without that the confidence to be transparent and honest, there's actually an incentive against that. Right, like there's an incentive to be more withholding with information because you don't want to freak people right. out. Just, and that's and, kind and, of that's like,
3: a good point because be honesty is so replaced many, with the song
0: and dance. Right, like, you're like yeah. keep
3: your money in my bank, keep it yeah. here. Hey, yeah. the game's yeah. so good, don't yeah. take your money away. Yeah. Like, exactly, that's, and you I, know, I that's, think that, that like, would
0: be that would be really shitty. Yeah, because you would also I mean, and the thing you have to remember is that. If you end up... So many alpha-funded like alpha funded games are systemic experiences where new aspects to the gameplay and the systems that drive what's coming out of the screen are layered in over the course of development. You know, like, oh, there's a farming system now. Oh, there's a, this system. Oh, there's this, whatever. There's whatever. Um, oftentimes, that stuff rolls out in a patch and then is a disaster and gets completely changed or reworked or taken out. And needed to like have that feedback and be like like sent into the world to live in an unexpected way Uh to be to improve so if you did that let's say you patch you put like a disease system into daisy which already exists but whatever and people like oh ruin the game like boop 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 boop. they start not they start taking back their money Except for you know whatever's not in the like, yeah, yeah, whatever's yeah. still whatever's in your account, re, like yeah. realized there yet. would be no like that would just completely defeat the purpose of sharing like risky right. content yeah, exactly. And if yeah. you end up in the minority who doesn't like a system that ends up staying in the game or an aspect of the game that just went away you didn't want to go like I, I that's the way that rolls sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's what we call life. Like I don't know. Yeah. I don't, Yeah. Which I think is kind of what you were getting at.
3: Just the amount of money that you're putting into a video game as a customer, I think you just have to think about the reality of what you're entitled to for that money. Yeah. And it's not to get every whim you've ever had realized or you take your money away. Like that. Right. Like I
0: actually think what, like being sold A and receiving B and having them be drastically different, that's, is, is not, is a different scenario. Right. Like I kind of personally feel that that's what happened with SimCity with me, yes. I felt like I spent yeah. sixty bucks yeah. and I got what you know that was, and I'm still pissed off about that.
3: Yeah, and you yeah. you saw all the screenshots of how people were trying to get refunds and basically just having like their accounts shut down and like all sorts of crazy stuff. Like yeah, yeah. that that level of bait and switch I think is different that because that's like you are pre ordering this game that is done and this is the experience you're going to get. Yeah, that feels to me like a different transaction, like a different. Like, and, hey, also, a different understanding. and also, like, here, is, and a, here is a demo yeah. Yeah. that
0: yeah. withholds all the bullshit that we know might piss you off. Right.
3: I think, yeah. yeah an, early access, an early access game, it just feels like the relationship between you and the developer. I think the customer is always right as a slogan to apply to that doesn't entirely work because you're entering into a relationship with the developer that actually steps beyond you being a customer. I think that there is a level of. Trust and of communication that exists that is different than I am giving you money
2: in exchange for a good in
3: exchange for a completed good. It's you're you're not actually an investor, but it is. It's closer to like to a pledge or to a backing yeah. But of part of what and, you're
2: paying for is the participation in the experience, even if that participation is is not realized as direct input on the creation of the game. You are participating in like the arc of the game's creation, and that you're understanding. Like how it gets from point A to point right. B, you're and not just buying point B.
3: It's the it's the stupidest thing to say, and I think I already said it once. But like, the the easiest solution is just don't buy an early access game. Yeah, if you, if right.
2: you aren't that's the thing, right? This is entirely avoidable. And you know what right. I actually it's, thought it's was
3: full, You like. kind of gets
0: overlooked but like minecraft got it was early access essentially Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, minecraft but minecraft
3: got more expensive the better the game got they've said that from moment one they said i thought
0: that was really fucking cool they said when minecraft hits 1.0
3: it's going to be 20 bucks so by but by buying it now you're saving money because we know you're just getting less of a game yeah yeah and that aspect of it not everyone who's done early access has done Mm -hmm. some people have done the opposite i don't feel like anybody's really doing that now on steam
2: there are games. Well, yeah, I'm not sure specifically about the Steam early access, but there are other. Sometimes there it's are just other early access games like, that have yeah, done that. Yeah,
3: yeah. Um, I yeah, I thought that was cool the way that Minecraft handled that. Yeah, um, where it was like, like it was ten dollars, then, like then it was that. fifteen dollars, then it Cause cause was twenty dollars. Buying it for like a weird price. You got it like, for like fifteen something. twenty five. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, something. I got it for ten. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, oh, I should have really got this earlier. Yep. And
0: that's sort of the the user story that you want as, as a. Yeah, somebody, sure. uh, owning a company.
3: Yeah,
2: but, uh, yeah, I wish I bought this before this. Anyway, but, I didn't mean yeah.
3: to. I didn't mean to sound like a butthole earlier. But like, I, I no. Don't worry, Jake. It's a safe place. <sighs> I, I feel bad now. But like, I. Oh, it's okay. It's not. You can be a butthole. It's. I shouldn't. It's
0: Meh.
2: Jake, the lovable butthole. Oh.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> it just. Yeah. It. It feels so different in my brain that I can't like that. I don't like
2: yeah. I will say that I mean just uh, sort of as a I don't know, mental exercise, I guess. I could totally imagine a game that did something closer to this if the game had some sort of subscription component and it was actually like just the the business model of the game fundamentally involved some kind of ongoing payment system, but it was also early access. Like there right. are games that just have subscription based payment models, like where you could imagine something closer to that.
3: Man, the way that this would work that would be it would be the most like, high-wire act game development you could possibly do yeah. would be to fund your live game development through uh, Patreon or Patreon or whatever that is uh-huh. instead of through Kickstarter where you're like, everyone sign up. Give me five bucks oh, man. Yeah. to watch one game development unit. <laughs> right. And then if you think that what I'm right. doing is yeah. bad, just stop subscribing yeah, 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 to yeah. my monthly that would be cool. game you development who, channel. Yeah.
2: Actually, someone like Vlambeer or like Brendan Chung, that would be a cool... Yeah. Like if they were just as like, someone Brandon like Brendan guys. could totally just or the
3: major Blino guys, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, exactly. Like if one of those teams decided, like instead of making another like big game, they're just going to spend six months just doing this crazy shit. Like you, that would probably be pretty fascinating. Yep, that'd be an interesting. People probably wouldn't be interested
3: enough to pay them a sustainable salary, but like maybe though. Yeah, I don't no. know. I bet I bet you could because that for people we talked about this website once on the on the cast before, but it's a website. Uh, it's p a t r e o n mm-hmm. dot com, mm-hmm. um, where like a lot of writers are using it. Where they'll say like, "I'll write a feature a month, and you can pay me a dollar to receive it." And then if like two thousand right. people sign up, that That's person $2, gets two thousand dollars an article, 10. which yeah. yeah, or two thousand dollars. I think it's, I think it's a
2: really cool thing actually. Yeah. Like
3: I, it's supposed to be for like just direct yeah. m- like micro patronage. I guess yeah. is the idea. There's um, a lot
2: of there are a lot of like creative fields that are totally worthwhile. But that we definitely seem to be in some kind of transitionary phase for right now where it's fucking hard to get paid for them. Even if you're recognized by the community that it, that consumes that stuff to be one of the better um, producers of it, there are still a s- several disciplines where that doesn't necessarily actually turn into any kind of money. Whereas 10 years ago, it totally would have. You know, like it's, I feel like it's a good niche for someone to be filling. So hopefully it's working for people.
3: But yeah, doing live game development through that would be really odd and probably not conducive to a to a traditional game. No, definitely. But it not would definitely a lot of people who got it annoyed like, to just walk away. Yeah, well, right.
2: I mean, I think it would be uh, the reason Vlambeer popped in my mind is because I mentioned them earlier in the context of thinking about them as almost more like a band, and that seems like the kind of thing a musician would do. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I'm just going to write a bajillion songs, and they're going to be just crazy shit, and like pledge this much per. And here's just like my six months of right. bonkers shit.
3: Yeah. Anyway, but was probably anyway a,
2: please back my stupid Patreon,
3: and I don't have a Patreon. <laughs> um, you want to do some more reading?
0: Yeah, yeah. I want to see
3: Jake explode again. Sorry, I know that was probably not the answer uh, that you were hoping to hear, dear reader. Yeah. That's um, fine. I, um, I like you a lot.
2: He's going to now retract his email. He's going to pull out his email no. out yeah. of our. <laughs>
0: I oh, there's an email there from, like, Rob from uh, Terra Linda. He's like, I was going into Panera Bread in Marin, and this woman totally cut me off. What do you think about that? <laughs> That's watching what? Jake says, I'm just trying to think of things that drive <laughs> okay, Jake fucking that would, yeah, crazy. Right. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. God. That's – man. What do you think of the kerning on this sign? Bad font choice, right?
3: Anyway, <laughs> take care. I you're, loved it personally. Yeah. <laughs> I was in line for uh, at a bakery in Marin and just three like upper age limit baby boomers got out of a reasonably nice car, looked at us in line and sa- one woman said to the other, let's get in front of these people. And they just walked in front <laughs> of us. <laughs> so that's – there you go. That's a little, little tale of West Marin for you.
2: <laughs> All right. Jason Lip asks, what does a video game producer do day to day? I figure you guys might know since you actually work at video game companies. Jason Lip. I think I like this question a lot because I think it is um, out of any of the disciplines in games, this is the one where the answer will vary most drastically depending on who you talk to, like yeah. what studio it is, what kind of games they make, how big the team is. Also, like, are you a publisher side are you, exactly, or are you development side culture, you a development side, or for developer? Yeah. There's like a million, like it's thousand different ways to answer this. Although I mean, I it's guess It's to say that they
3: produce <laughs> do ultimately do do they,
2: the not? thing that they do, hopefully, regardless of those. Is keep the project on track. Like, that's yeah. the vaguest possible thing. But, like, that can take so many different forms. Right. Um, I
0: mean, it feels like 90% of the times I've encountered the title producer, it's always been with that, with product management in place. Uh, as, like, yeah, they give creative feedback and they are sort of in part of the process, creative process, but they're not the torchbearer for mm-hmm. the creative vision of it. The Although game. they
2: can be, right? Like, in Japan, they are.
0: Right. Yeah, what I was going to say, in Japan, and and at EA actually producer mm-hmm. really means like project lead right it means like you are the driving right but then but the then
2: game. in a in, a place, where the project in a place where that's the case yeah. then they will have a production team underneath it's, them that is just the like, which the, is project management right yeah. which is project management but
0: all yeah. the producers I've ever worked with have been sort of you, a good producer is incredibly valuable absolutely incredible <laughs> it's so because it's one of those things that if you mess up you end up pissing off not one person, but usually a lot of people because you're managing a schedule. You're looking at all the dependencies for every single person on the team and who's stuck, who's waiting for something from somebody else. And this is generally like a very valuable job with a team that's bigger than 10 or 15. You know, as the team gets bigger, this job becomes more and more important. And then you're just moving between them, getting accurate information, communicating it effectively, and making sure that people have what they need to get their jobs done. Mm -hmm. And then can continue to, like, see multiple steps ahead and anticipate problems, solve them before they show up, and, like, grease the wheels. Like, that's what a good producer does, at least Mm -hmm. that I've experienced.
3: Also, producers have the incredibly fun job, especially the higher up they get in the producer ladder, of being the person who has to talk upward to studio management yeah right or, 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 or interfaces like, with, the with the, the publisher liaison. Yeah, right yeah. exactly yeah. and it's
2: like the two studios I've worked at which are Irrational and Double Fine like it's interesting it's crazy to me to observe like just how drastically different the role of a producer is at those two like at Irrational you know Irrational given it, big AAA production mm-hmm. you know lots and lots of people all on one game and so there's like a hierarchy of producers where like there are, there's the executive producer there are the like sort of producers and then there are departmental producers like I was the audio producer for a while and like um, the, the, the whole structure that is like the purpose of which is to try and keep all the parts of the game talking to each other in a way that doesn't require like 100 200 people to all be doing that themselves because right. it's not practical at a time that size whereas at Double Fine we have usually about like I don't know six projects at one time and only three producers at the whole company and so most of the you know the generally producer at double fine will have multiple projects and like they have they're like very generalist in their in their uh um like tasks and abilities and like it's it's they can't rely on that hierarchy um because you know double fine has to run very lean and so um they're kind of these like swiss army knives you know who just are able to like have their hands in everything and like sort of make sure that needs are being met and (laughs) so it's like it can like, really drastically differ yeah. from, from place to place. And yeah. if, I mean, as far as the things they do every day, I guess a lot of spreadsheets. <laughs>
0: it's a big part emails, of Emails. You know, lots of emails, lots of spreadsheets, yeah. Walking around. Yep, walking around. Days.
2: Walking around and talking to people is super important. That's not just for producers. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's really, really important. Yeah. I don't know. It's always when you have a good relationship with your producer because they. Understand your job and what's, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, with it. it's totally always so nice, it's uh-huh. really, really good,
2: yeah, definitely. And a, a lot of a lot of times, producers come from other disciplines. You know, mm-hmm. like we have like, like Gabe Miller at Double Fine is uh, our senior producer, and he started his career as an artist. And like he also, in his time as an artist, he learned enough code to you know get by. And like he wrote our web-based Scrum system that we use at Double Fine. And like he also does one of our comic strips on our website and like he and he, does, he does
3: gameplay programming on space base so uh, like a, light. Little, a little bit he Phil, does like fills
2: these moonlights occasionally yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Like, i know because uh-huh. he did
3: some he implemented some of my ui oh some game. of the ui
2: stuff totally yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah uh-huh and so like you know that's very valuable because it, he's yeah, able to be conversant with a wide range of developers mm-hmm. you know it's it's you know i that's always very helpful and impressive um what else do we have here evan james writes Learning curve research versus spoilers. Hi, Thumbs. Have you found that games like Spelunky have made you more stubborn about looking up how to play since the aforementioned makes the learning curve so much fun? Don't Starve is my example of a game I almost gave up on since it felt so incredibly directionless until I did some research and got some tips on how to play. Evan. Uh, like scanny Evan on the forums.
0: Uh, uh, Crusader Kings 2 yeah. is that.
2: But Also, Kerbal Space Program. Yeah. I feel very differently about This is a thing where I, I, I absolutely do not have like a fucking manifesto or like a principle about it. None because it's so – like there are times where that can be – like in Kerbal Space Program, I kind of love the fact that you benefit from looking shit up because it feels like you're participating in a research project, which Mm -hmm. you are in the game. Like having to know like some basic shit about rocketry, not obviously like super hardcore stuff, but like just having to know some fairly basic stuff about like thrust and like momentum and stuff makes – it's so fulfilling and cool that yeah. you feel like you're doing a real thing. And then and also do, that, it's amazing. Ex, that,
0: that, that meta game feels like part of the game. Yeah, a totally. Bit. Like uh-huh. you're part of this like exactly. broad community. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of yeah. Rocket scientists. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Whereas with Spelunky, for example, I tried pretty hard to not like just, I, I like I just don't go to the wiki, the Spelunky wiki. Right. And so it means every once in a while I still, even though I've played a million games of that, I'll still encounter some weird thing where I'm like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. and it's the best i love it yeah
0: but spelunky well, also, is also like
2: entirely fictional like right. it's just a completely made up thing so. and the
0: output of the things that you're discovering in spelunky are intended to be self-evident right yeah that's true that's really not the case yeah in they Kerbal. they're
3: intended to be like observable and right. like you know use this weird gun yeah. and see what happens right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah my first with, yeah. my first experience with that was with minecraft because the crafting in that game is really kind of really is really yeah. obtuse and opaque and i remember when i first was like how am I supposed to play this game? And someone said, oh, just go to the wiki and look at the crafting guide. I felt like I was a total, just ridiculous cheat. And then I immediately realized that that was the thing that gave me the leg up to actually be able Mm -hmm. to engage with the game. And then every other thing in the game, I didn't bother looking up just, but, oh, I think that I want to accomplish this goal. Can I make this? I didn't.
0: Yeah. It's funny because Starbound has tried to internalize all of that stuff. Yep. So, like, you, like, hover over something and it says, mm. this is this. Oh, okay. that's you cool. used to make this. Because I, like, I... Yeah. Sorry, I, go ahead. No, It's just a very different style choice. Like, yeah, Minecraft yeah. does not want a word of text on screen that it doesn't have to yeah. have. Which
2: I, which I have mixed feelings about. For some so reason... I, actually. I think it, that works least well for me in Minecraft. Like, I... For me, the... <clears throat> kind of all or nothing... Well, I, again, I can't possibly put a, like... Demand on it like that because it really is totally specific from game to game. But for whatever reason, um, even though I liked how in the Kerbal Space Program I kind of had to do that, and I liked how in Splunky I don't the in Minecraft it just didn't really work for me in Minecraft. Like it kind of just made me not want to engage with those systems, and maybe that's because. Which you know, obviously, doesn't fucking stop anyone else in the universe. So it's not like I'm criticizing the game on those basis on that basis. It's just and even if you
0: were, there'd be a ocean of people that were like, I don't care. Well, right, yeah, exactly, because yeah. it's, it's obviously so that's obvious. Yeah.
2: That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, right. obviously, no one else gives a shit about that, or at least yeah. not a lot of people don't. Um, but for me, I, maybe the reason I was able to not care is because there is another part of the game, like which is just being on an interesting server, server and walking around, and right. like because I was able to do that without looking anything up i never get got motivated to learn how to engage with all the crafting stuff, which maybe just makes me a lazy ass. Well, like, but I think,
0: I think just like, at the same
2: time, I think it's probably. I still it's cool for stuff people who that I did build do, incredible
0: so. stuff on servers to have tourists come by and be like, "Whoa!" That's true. You know, That's like, a good
2: point. There's a value. Like in, in Minecraft, value, them, there's a value yeah. to be a layman in in uh, in yeah. Minecraft yeah. because it, you know you you are um, sort of possessed with. The degree of, like, awe and reverence that you yeah. would have by someone who, like, when you actually visit, and, like, fucking Duomo in Milan or whatever, and you're just like, I fucking could never this, I have no idea so. how this exists. <laughs> yeah. So, cool. Wow. I'll look at it and be dwarfed emotionally. Um, so, you know, that's kind of how I – that's, like, a, ver- a version of that I felt. Right. The first time I went onto the Idle Thumb server, like, three years ago or whatever, and was like, what on what
3: – what is this – well, it's cool with Kerbal because it does, like you said, feel like part of the simulation almost, right? Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: part of the metagame. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. 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 God, I love Kerbal so much. Christ. So good. Anyway. I no, – right. let's find some more Remo.
0: I was very restrained.
2: I know. I don't. I just realized I wasn't going to say anything I haven't said before about it, so I'm not going to say it because I have talked about it on this podcast already. It's um, a new year. A new Remo. Maybe you are from the
0: future. Or the past.
2: Okay, so Paul Canavan writes Hi hey, Paul uh, I'm probably pronouncing his name
0: correctly But he did it with confidence, so it made it sound right Yeah, there
2: you go Hey Thumbs, I'm the art director at Blazing Griffin, the Scottish indie studio who owns the Ship IP We cool. just released our new game, which is essentially a spinoff from an established MMO And the level of vitriol with which the main game's community has reacted to the astonishment was, The announcement was pretty astonishing I'm not naive by any extent. I've spent a significant time in the hateful mire we call the internet after all. But reading through pages of confused and negative feedback was really disheartening, especially considering we were still working on the game. I'm aware it's a vocal minority and probably a strong contingency of board trolls, but it's tough not to be affected by by the response to something you've poured your heart and soul and other cliches into over five months. Um, we're just a small indie studio. I imagine you guys must have had this experience 10 times worse over the course of your careers. How do you deal with strong negative feedback? Do you try not to read forum announcements or do you intervene and try to respond to posters? We try to maintain a policy of transparency, um, but at the same time, you're still a game studio operating under the usual protocols. I'd be interesting to hear whether this affects you in this way. Um, 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 um. Uh, I should probably... <laughs> I should probably not say that I'm such an enormous fan of your podcast that I frequently listen to it in the shower. Uh, okay. I can barely hear anything you guys are saying, but the tone of your collective voices over the cascading water helps me relax yeah, and makes does. me feel a little uncomfortable at the same time. Bye.
3: Imagine Chris's make- futuristic arm disloofing you. <laughs> yeah, let Chris get that loofah Make sure you get all
0: the corners. It looks like the their ears? game is
2: called APB Retribution. Anyway, um, I am what do you guys right think about this? Um...
0: Uh, it's a tough question for I sure. Don't I don't read that I'm like that hardcore shit. about
2: my opinions about this. I
0: don't read – you are hardcore about it? Yeah, but I want to hear what you guys I say don't first. read it because Idea. I'm too emotionally sensitive, but that's why I have a Jake because right. jake reads everything jake reads all of it. that's I, why i was asking
2: you guys yeah, <laughs> i know you're the opposite in that way
0: i keep a jake around and he absorbs yeah. it all internalizes it and somehow processes uh, it and keeps a good outlook and i, yeah, I don't know i i eat wait it up. for him to tell
3: me that we're fucking up <laughs> i don't i'm sure that this depends on person to person but for me being so heavily involved in gaming forums from basically the inception of gaming forums and starting off being uh what i've Known for a long time, and recently confirmed to myself one of the buttholes, <laughs> um, and eventually kind of growing out of that yeah, into sure. someone who I think, yeah, whoops, w- went out of went out of my way to contribute positively to gaming forums. To then going into community m- management, and then going into development, um, sort of trying to keep all of those in my head as I read forums, and it doesn't really get to me. I just know that there's buttholes on the internet so yeah. Yeah. um and my mo pretty frequently especially if someone is going to write something negative about the game and they're going to write something that is not straight up like hate or slander but they right. actually are going to try to raise points yeah. yeah i pretty frequently will just address them and say thank you for saying that we do what yeah. we can and yeah. you know i, tr- I try to Mm-hmm. write back the same amount of text that they've written and try to one-up them on a thoughtful response because mm-hmm. I've found that yep. even if that doesn't change their mind, they'll at least say, oh, thank you for reading it. And then they'll just go, that will right. shut the That'll conversation down. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That um, actually
0: happened when we announced Campo Santo. A, a Telltale tel- forum member wrote me a really mean email. <laughs> I was wrote him back. I was like, sorry you feel that way. Let me tell you why we did this. And he was like, I still disagree, but I understand. Thank you for responding. And I was like, all right, thanks buddy. Yeah. yeah. But I can't go to the forums and do it really. Yeah. I don't know.
3: I don't have it. You just forums, web forums just, I like, like
0: Batman I and you are like Bane. Okay. You were born in the shadows. I was molded by it. I was born. That's true. I simply adopted it.
2: I feel basically the same as Jake. I, uh, <laughs> I, you I, two were born in the shadows. You, I start, like <laughs> no ban. in no the fire. I don't think I'm quite uh, as om, um like omnivorous as Jake because you
1: are.
0: I can't stop. Special in that regard. You're <laughs> omnivorous, like <laughs> a grizzly bear, yeah. or or human Beans. beings. Yeah, but um, or Bane. no pain. No pain. Only eats me, please. But yeah, out,
2: outside <laughs> of like just really beyond the pale, deliberately inflammatory bullshit. Like I think it's incredibly important that. If you're going to look at any of that shit at all, you have to be able to take it in a healthy and constructive it's way. It's also –
0: I, I, sorry, go ahead. Because I think – I want to clarify something. No, no, go no, go ahead. No, no, no. You're afraid. Continue.
2: I mean I don't, I don't have a grand point to make about this but I'm just saying like I, I – um, I think that the, you know, it is um, – one of the reasons I'm so happy about uh, – the increasing amount of transparency that is starting to inter- that is starting to be introduced into game development, especially on the PC side of things. You know, we talked about it a little bit earlier with the previous reader mail about early access and stuff like that, Kickstarter's, etc. Um, is that I think it will over time create less of the root cause of I think a lot of acrimony between that can sometimes exist between players and developers where like suddenly this thing exists and people have very little context for how or why it does Mm -hmm. and why it might be a certain way. Um, And they react strongly because suddenly there's like zero to this shit that they don't really like, you know, like um, and uh, I think developers often forget that that is how it works because they've spent anywhere from six to 36 months like engrossed in this thing entirely. Like they're intimately familiar with how difficult every single part of it is and like well, the problems they had to solve to make this thing exist in a form that anyone else could experience. So to them, it's like, well, what the fuck? Don't they understand that it's – every part of this was almost like borderline impossible to create? Um, You know, and the answer to that is it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter at all. Like it's not – like the thing that comes out on the other side um, is the thing that it is. And so – I feel like the only way to bridge that gap at all is for people to be more informed uh, about how the thing results the way it is. But all that being said, doesn't – like at the end of the day, you're making the thing expressly for people to have an opinion about. I mean you're making the thing for people to hopefully spend money on and like allow you to keep doing more things. But like really, the point of the work itself is to create something – is like to foster some response in somebody and like you can't have – the good version of that without allowing for the bad version. Sure, like sure, you sure, hope sure. to skew it yeah. in one direction, but what are you going to do? And um, if enough people feel a certain way about something, there's probably a reason for it. Like mm-hmm. it's probably not like a, the result of some kind of like individual aneurysm induced insanity. Like there's, mm-hmm. if a bunch of people feel a certain way, it might not make it like correct. Right. It might not be like the customer's right. Cause they say so, right. but there's probably a reason. Like there's a difference between like, a full justification and like an actual legitimate reason. Yeah. And and, and, and I
0: also think if a bunch of people don't respond to something. They're not usually the best at articulating the exact reason why, but you kind yeah. of owe it to yourself. To if try. you, if you're going to do it, take another bite at the apple yeah. to like exp, explore that line of inquiry. Definitely. Why did this happen? Mm-hmm. And I think that's really valuable. So I did, I, I just wanted to clarify that. Like, I do think it's all incredibly valuable but it's yeah. too volatile for me yeah, to yeah, yeah. experience because totally I'm a fine. fucking... I mean, I think,
2: yeah. I, I think that's a legitimate... I think that's a legitimate response, right? Is like, is... Um,
0: but we talk about the way things are received all the time and mm-hmm. the way things could be perceived and like how... Yeah, sure. yeah, What a choice means in the game. It's, you know... This is... Yeah. A, I, well, and
2: also just to like kind of... Sorry, uh, I'll be quick. Just okay. to tag onto that, you also have to acknowledge that the scale of success that you need, you have to just come to terms with the fact that that needs to be mapped to the degree that you're willing to be a crowd pleaser. Because if you mm-hmm. are – if you have the um, – if you're creating something that in order to be successful needs to please a certain number of people, you're signing up for something. Like y- you know what I mean? Like if mm-hmm. you can afford to just say like I don't care what anyone thinks and like I'm going to do the thing that I want ex- that I want to do. Like personally, I think that's fucking awesome, right? Like that's why I read mm-hmm. literature because it's just one person – expressing themselves I think that's fucking great but like if you're making something that costs like X amount of money and needs to return back a multiple of that amount mm-hmm. and like fund all these people's lives like you have to either like just develop a really thick skin or you have to start taking into account like w- what might what result might this yeah. have on people
0: there's a big like, gradient area between that I yeah think. absolutely yeah, yeah. there's a huge no there's yeah, yeah, a huge because you yeah. can't
2: because you can't make something good, if you're just like yeah. polishing feedback results, I don't mean that at all. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying you need to acknowledge that if your goal is 3 million people need to like this, well, oh, I see. <laughs> proportionally, yeah, yeah. a lot of people are also not gonna. And this like, so, you know, that's just yeah. it. This reality. is kind of
3: tangential to that and kind of goes way back to some of the stuff we're talking about this. And I think this is the last thing that I wanted to say about it. But, um, one thing that is, that's been interesting to me about responding to forum response, um, is that it makes me like if you take someone's response on a forum at face value if you treat them as a peer who's telling you something and you have to respond to them in kind that means that you have to know the real reason for why you've made the decisions that you've made in the game because what you have to say to the person on the internet is i understand what you're saying but the reason that I'm doing something different or the reason that you may not be understanding this or the reason why you're actually right is because of this. We're, we're doing this in the game because of this reason that I can quantify to myself mm-hmm. and can communicate to you. And if you're reading things on the forum and you just go, well, that guy doesn't fucking know. And it's like, well, yeah," the next question better be do I know. Right. And Definitely. sometimes the answer is I don't. Yeah. And this is not sometimes, clear. And that's why yeah. this guy's right. responding like well, this. Or even – it's not clear to me, and now like yeah. provides that sure. gut check. You know? I, think, talk, I, I think, think you can. It's see. Funny. We talked about
0: that a lot on Walking Dead, yeah. even before the game was even talked about in the forums. It was like, how are we going to justify this when we bring it when it, when we're asked the question? Yeah, yeah. You need to yeah. Know which why doesn't
2: necessarily do which doesn't mean in a pandering way, but you need to be able to understand your own motivations. Exactly. And like, I think definitely, especially in the last couple of years, I think we've seen a lot of good examples of. Um, the, of Acknowledging that there are a lot of things in game development that do go unquestioned, especially mm-hmm. r- related to sort of uh, what are actually fairly important, like social considerations. And like a lot of times decisions get made without getting made. They just are defaults. And right. like I think it's possible to get called on that in ways that can seem very – Offensive at first because you think people are like calling you a bad person, right. but then if you step back for a second and you're like, "Well, I didn't actually think about this before." Like honestly, or not enough, or or maybe not thoughtfully enough, you know. Like, um, and I, I which isn't to say every game, um, needs to be advocacy, obviously, but like, you know, I, it, there are a lot of cases of people making very frivolous complaints about games all the time, but there are also cases where things are brought up and people actually just didn't think about it. Yeah. And maybe they should have. So,
3: yeah. Just being conscious of your own, like even not even necessarily just you're flying by on just a bunch of default assumptions that your community is questioning, just knowing your own process yeah. and being comfortable no, with your own decisions. Yeah. That and, can take a lot of forms. And using communication with your audience as sort of a sounding board for that, I think is a, is part of how I don't fall into the trap of treating someone who says something bad or catches me by surprise with negativity in contempt.
2: Right. Like, yeah. And you can't do that or you'll hate yourself and them. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, you know what I mean? It's so easy to, I mean,
3: some people are just dicks and they just have to be, a,
2: or at least they are being one on the internet. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Like the internet is, that's another thing that can be really helpful to remember. Honestly, is that any given person at any moment, can act like 20 degrees Sweet more test. shitty than they would. If, you,
3: if you're a person who's been using the internet for more than 10 years of the billions of years the internet's been around now, go back and read something you wrote yeah, 10, 15 yep. years ago. <laughs> it's horrible. Just go don't? find something yeah. you said I mean, yeah. to someone who you probably didn't know and then now go back and read the forum. Yeah. Yep. Eh. Yep. I did recently. It was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> the takeaway
2: of this is just remember everyone's a human being right yeah. like sometimes it's hard to sometimes it's hard to 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 connect those dots but like it's
3: yeah. yeah so once again i'm sorry for some of the things that i said about the customers always write stuff sorry <laughs> all
2: right you guys want to call this yeah all right good night
3: shit no cut that out it's not in the episode
1: fuck <sighs>